You can't go out playing golf having fun. Fun, senor, you have obviously never played wing foot. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. You've got to be kidding me, Vegas. I'm on night. There's my picks for this week. Now, if you want next week's picks, I can give you those by Friday. Hello, everybody, and welcome to week four of the Wingfoot Locks 2021 edition. We are at the quarter pole. And we are ready to make the turn. I know, right? Well, actually, technically, it's not the quarter pole this year as Greg Hoyle is shaking his head to correct me. What is this poll, Greg? It's like the four, it's like the four and one quarter pole. Is this the is this the five nineteenth? Oh no, that would be the same. Five twenty-first poll we're at here. And the 17th season, 17 week season game, whatever it is, 18 weeks, 17 games. You guys know what the deal is. We're in week four. We have a lot of teams that are pretenders at 3-0. and We have some tough luck teams at 0-3, and, and we are here to weed through it all to tell you who are the pretenders, who are the contenders, and most importantly, who we like this week. Greg, any thoughts on last week before we look ahead? Scratching and clawing, good times. I don't, I don't get that reference. Com- coming back from... Uh... From an 0-3 hole after week one, I'm now at 500. So I say good times to that. Beat Joe in the heads up bet last week. Yes, you you sure did. You sure Beat, did. Beating Joe in the heads up bet, good times. Coming you back are, from an 0-3 debt, good times. You are 1-0 in our head-to-head this season. Uh, and Hanging in a chow line. And you can bring up no old victories for yourself as you, when, when I referenced our all time head to head record on the podcast, you said to me, why well, you got to bring up old shit. So do you know what else is good times? What else is good times? Nightmare on East Elm street, pumpkin ale by uh Conchi brewing co. It's, there you uh, go. The spirit of the evening. We are in October. The witching I- month. October baseball is upon us, and that means October beer is upon us as well. But we are focused on football. It also means the Saints, if you care to segue into that. All right, let's talk about it, Greg. We know that Chris Portente is a big fan of the Saints in October. I think they're undefeated since 1970. Somehow a year they went uh, winless. They also managed to not lose in October. It's, it's ridiculous. The stats, but they're very good in October. Yes. We've seen different quarterbacks, uh, win in October, whether it was drew Brees or Teddy Bridgewater. Um, but Sean Payton has been at the helm for all of these. And now we've got Jameis Winston under center. So will the October success of the new Orleans saints continue in 2021, Greg? I say yes. And yes. Uh, I think one of the questions is, does that carry over to Teddy Bridgewater? Um, you mean Jameis Winston? No, no, no. Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, over in, in Denver. In Denver, right? Got it. So maybe, well, maybe one team at a time. Out. One yeah, team yeah. at a time. Yeah, I think they've been a little uh, Jekyll and Heidi. I, so number one, you know, kind of blindly going off this this trend here is, is good enough for me. Um, but... You know how I like a nice emo- emotional story uh, and the Saints returning home after being displaced for a number of weeks. Um, and they did well last week, even on their third week in the road, on right. the road. I think the only like flat 
circumstance they had was when they had what was it half of their in Carolina staff. and eight yep. eight coaches had COVID. Yep. So that's been their only flat game, and the Giants have just been the Giants, right? So um, a giant I, mess. That's what the Giants have been. Indeed, you you reminded me that um, uh, New Orleans has a couple of offensive line issues, which I'm not unaware of, um, but you were reminding me that. I got the game without the hook. I got it at seven, lay 115. I think you mentioned you're seeing it at seven and a half. And, and I think as a PSA, just reminding people, I'll never lay seven and a half, right? I'll always buy it down to the rounded number. Um, right, wrong, or indifferent. That's my principle. Um, so I'm not laying three and a half. I'm, I'm grabbing that. I'll take three and a half. Um, but getting it down to seven, I think they'll control the game. The Giants have just been underwhelming. I think, unfortunately, you know, there was some optimism about the Giants, the Redskins. There wasn't any about the Eagles, and then they won the first game. But I think the NFC is just – you know, basically shown what they were showing last year. And it's not a good team, not a good quarterback. And playing against that defense, Norman's defense has been stout, man. That's right. They've been at a, as advertised. So listen, they've been stout for a couple of years now. I don't mm-hmm. think they've been getting the respect because that guy, Drew Brees, was still under center for them. But uh, yeah, they, that defense has been getting it done for a little while now. Oh, yeah. So I like that New Orleans to make it tough for them, move the ball. Uh, and for them to put up enough points, right, be efficient on offense, you know, and escape out of there, you know, a little 24-13 type of action, something like that. I do like it to be a low-scoring game in those circumstances. It makes me a smidgen nervous to be laying that many points. The totals, shit, the totals 42. 42. Yeah, like, so that's that's not something I enjoy. Um but, you know, if I'm basically handicapping, you could probably correlate that to the Giants team under. I don't know what that is, but, you know, if the Giants are going team under, then I, I like my handicap. So a couple things here. First of all, the Saints in October is uh, one of Chris Portente's pearls of wisdom, uh, and he's going to be shipping out some Wednesday wisdom uh, in weeks five and on for the rest of the season. So you can kind of see some of the thinking that goes into the Instagram uh, final Wingfoot lock of the week pick. So he's going to preview that on Wednesday. He's going to do a, a little sneak peek this week on Saturday, uh, and I'm sure the Saints Record in October will be one of the things he mentions uh, there in that. But yes, so I'm not sold on the Saints, the Jekyll and Hyde thing, as as you mentioned. Uh, I look at last week, and I think they're a little bit lucky when you look at that final score. First of all, Mac Jones threw against New England. Mac Jones threw a pick that goes off the hands of Jonu Smith, should have been caught, gets taken back (laughs) for a pick six. And then... It's a wacky play, man. Crazy. And then Jameis Winston is getting sacked to the ground throws the ball up for dear life, and that gets caught for a touchdown. Now flip those plays, say the New Orleans, uh, New England picks it off and John Smith catches it, and all of a sudden we're looking at a very different game. But that didn't happen. That's what it comes down to in these games, and the Saints look good. So I think that we're getting, we're buying them a little bit high coming into this one. The other thing is, though, this spot just couldn't be any worse for the Giants. As you mentioned, it's the first game that New, uh, New Orleans is at home since 2019. 
They obviously COVID last year. The first time they're excuse me at home with fans since 2019. COVID last year, the hurricane earlier, the Superdome had a fire on the roof. I mean, there's there's everything going on over there. Those fans are going to blow the ro- the roof off the Superdome in this game, and and they just catch it at a bad time. And yes, the Saints do have their problems on the offensive line, but nobody's offensive line is in bigger shambles than the New York Giants. One of the guys they just signed the week before the season, uh, Bresden. I can't remember his first name right now, who was filling in for Nick Gates at guard who had moved over from center is now also out. So they're on their third string guard uh, at this point, which is really kind of their fourth string. Yeah. If you look at it that way Um, and, and the offensive line had played okay, but this team just can't put it all together. Um, And also this weekend is so stout on the defensive line. Right. And throw in the fact that this week, both uh, Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard are no go for the giants. And I just don't know how they're going to come by any points. And for that reason, I cannot take the giants. I I think this is, this is saints or pass. I I would lock it up now if it's at seven and you got it at seven. Cause I only see this line going up as we get further into the week. Um, I mean, I drafted a running back top five a couple of years ago. I can't believe that didn't go in the right direction for him. Alvin Kamara wasn't a top five pick. The Giants. <laughs> I know who you're goose. talking about. I absolutely <laughs> know who you're talking But Kamara's been the better running back of the two. Come on. I think he well, was a third or fourth round pick out of Tennessee. If I can just say too, for like, I understand, like, again, you mentioned that, that, Dude, that John Smith play was just ridiculous. Like, you got to catch uh, it. Like, well, dude, not, like they're not going to cut him or anything like that. But that's a ridiculous offense. But uh, Mac Jones had been not that he'd been like setting the world on fire, but he was highly efficient before that game. So, not to give him like a ton of credit for taking care of a rookie quarterback, but like he'd been pretty efficient. Um, before that game. So, right. you know, I think just from that side of things, they made it a, an offense that wasn't like world beaters, but they were like efficient. They made them look pretty bad. Absolutely. Let's move on to the next game here because Greg, I want to talk about our tease for a second. Cause you told me that I gave the tease last week just so I could get credit for it. If it hit the second half of my tease was the Baltimore Ravens uh, minus one and a half against uh, the Detroit Lions. It took a, an NFL record 66-yard field goal at the gun for me to hit that. And I bring that up not to talk about hitting that tease, but to talk about these Detroit Lions because they have been fighting in, in every game this season. And I don't think the final scores, I mean, last week, look, they're biting kneecaps. If, if Even if they don't have talent, they're biting kneecaps in every game. I mean, they, they gave Green Bay all they could handle for a half there. Uh, and then last week, you know, it was a 66-yard field goal. And before that, it was a fourth and 19 that Lamar Jackson converted to, I believe it was Mark Andrews, to even get that set up. So um, Hollywood Brown had some big drops in that game. So that that probably two of the three, I think, would have went for touchdowns. So I'm not ready to anoint Detroit with anything yet. But this week, the, the step down in competition is so great against the Chicago bears here. Uh, They don't even know who's going to be quarterback right now. When you have a game time decision at quarterback uh, with three guys, one of which was your quarterback last week. And you combined for a total of one yard passing. Uh, That's not good. That's not good. 
it's better than negative one yards passing, but that, I mean, in today's NFL, that's really hard to do. Um, and so I don't, I don't think it gets any better. I don't think you can take a huge step forward and I don't think you deserve to be a favorite against any team, even if it is the Detroit lions. So is, I'll let go. Is that based on injury? Like is the reason why, because Andy Dalton's injured? Uh, yes. Andy Dalton is injured. Right. So is it really between Foles and Fields? Well, Andy Dalton was injured not last week, but the week before and left in the game. So I don't know if they think he's going to be back, you know, 100% or we'll see how he's feeling type of thing. He did practice, um, but I think he was a limited participant. I got actually, I'm not sure on that one. Yeah, what he was in practice. And and for for what we're getting at here, right? It's, you know, a field start, we got to feel better about it right i mean yeah who who's your least desired if you're going to bet on detroit in this one who's the least desired quarterback on the other side of the field Dalton. is it or is it nick Foles? Dalton. all right you know rusty nick Foles. yeah but nick Foles always comes in off the bat i mean i feel like in that first start he gives him a shot yeah i don't know but like from all this too is as Ridiculous as I think Detroit's head coach sounds. And in the long term, I think he's going to be a train wreck. Um, you're seeing it now. I'm getting even money at two and a half, which tells me it's going up to three. And I think you're, you said I got it at three it. right now. You're yep. seeing it at three right now to buy it to three. I have to lay 120 and I think I'll just wait until it gets up there naturally and lay 115 or 110. But just like I was saying, like, Hey, don't lay three and a half. Don't take two and a half, like take three. Um, Cause I think it's 16, 16% of the time games are landing on three. Right. right. So if you save yourself the 10% of the time when it's favorites win by three, then you've, saved yourself money and that also means that 10 percent of the time you'll lose um if you only have two and a half so from that side of things like i you're right like that detroit result like oh i rewatched that game on i think it was like tuesday or wednesday and chris uh krista was asking me she's like what are you, what are you re-watching baltimore and detroit i was like i I got to see how they end up winning this game because you called me and, and told me, you're like, did you just see the end of that game? Insane. I, I, and obviously it was like the most replayed thing um, this past week. But I think Detroit's playing. They're showing up. They're in every game. And I get three points. I know they're on the road. I don't give a rip about that. Like they're getting good offensive line play. They're getting good play out of their running backs, uh, multiples. And, you know, as much as uh, what's his name is clearly upgraded um, at the Rams, he's certainly not like Matthew Stafford versus Jared Goff. Yes. Like Goff is certainly not like, yeah, maybe he's the 20th or 22nd quarterback in the league. Like that's a far cry from Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. Well, don't don't you trash Zach Wilson too much yet, because we'll be getting to those Jets in a little bit. So yeah. you're taking hold, you're, hold your hold your nose, brother. You're taking the Lions plus the three. Yes. I have them as the first half of my tease for the week. I got them plus nine. I'll jump into the I'll, second. Go ahead. I'll I'll take them in that that tease as well. Um, plus nine. Wait, plus nine and a half. Nine and a half. All right. So you're buying an extra point there. Yep. All right. So. 
my the second half of my tea. So last week I was on the Los Angeles Rams over Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. And Greg and I were just looking at Tom Brady's numbers for last week again. He was 41 for 55, 432 yards, one touchdown, one rushing touchdown, and no interceptions. And somehow they got really blown out in that game. It wasn't even close. And so while I was all over the Rams last week, I thought the part of that is attributable to the Bucs and Brady looking ahead to this week in Foxborough and New England. I also think that the Rams were definitely up a little bit for that game. And so this week, I think they take a little bit of a step back. We have a little bit of a letdown here. And as they uh, host the Arizona Cardinals, I'm going to take the Cardinals plus 10 and a half in this one. Now, Greg told me, that the Cardinals average about 20 points per game against the Rams. I don't mind that because a 30 to 20 game is still good in my book here. And I think that in a division game, it's likely to play close, especially that these two teams uh, are both undefeated and one of them is going to come out of it. Not so much. I still am much higher on the Rams. I do think the Rams win this game outright, but I think it's just way too many points. And so when I can tack them into T's, get into the T's and get better than 10 points on it, I'm all about it. Uh, the second half of my tease is Arizona plus 10 and a half. Three and a three and O team plus 10 and a half. Right. What can it, go wrong in a division game? Cliff Kingsbury's what's what could go wrong. I know what could go wrong, but I'm actually most impressed in all seriousness. So like you look at the game last week and L I know a lot of people uh, were on Jacksonville as the sharp side against the Cardinals in that one there. Um, but they had a 109 yard return off a missed field goal, which was, I think, a 65 yard field goal that Matt Prater was trying out there. Um, you take that away, and all of a sudden that game is a lot more lopsided. And Arizona still covered uh, despite that. It was 31 19. So the Cardinals can put up some points. Um, and I think that they're just coming off too tough a matchup with the Rams. Um, this is, mm, I was going to say this might be the best offense that the Rams have faced, but that's not really fair because they faced the bucks last week, but it's not like they did anything to stop them. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. um, I think the Rams really just start. Uh, they, um, excuse me, the bucks really just shot themselves in the foot there, but it, it's, I think this one is just going to be a, a close game and, and that's it. So uh, like I said, I think the Rams will probably end up winning it late. I'll take the 10 and a half. Go ahead. we like the bucks against, uh, or I'm sorry, the Rams against the bucks because, you know, pressure Brady up the middle, right. Even those stats right. were ridiculous. Yeah, they were, it, that was, that was a garbage time touchdown at the end to get it a little bit closer. I like based on that, I really don't see how, and it's gotta be coaching. Right. I, I mean, it really has to be coaching because it's been golf against uh, what's his name? Kyler Murray. Right. The last four times out, different right. D, different D coordinator for the Rams. Right? right. So you don't have that familiarity. So it's it's not the same guy that's been stifling him. But the defense is pretty consistently similar. Yeah. So like I don't see how they've had those gaudy numbers and it must have been scheme on the defense there that's that's really jammed them up because you would think Murray versus Goff, Murray wins that battle. I was very surprised to hear about how poorly they they've done against the Rams, but the facts are the facts. So I I think it'll play close and and quite frankly like 
you look at the Minnesota game, right? Like I think that's Minnesota's damn good team and they've been in every game. Um, right. They played Minnesota tight, right? So like, I really don't like plus 10 and a half. It's, that's nice. Throw in the fact, I mean, they could be up 17, just like it was last week and a garbage time touchdown gets you the cover with the hook there. So even if it isn't close, you got, you have room for the backdoor cover and, you know, Kyler Murray, I think is going to be running all over the place there. So backdoor is open, baby. Always open, uh, especially late. All right. What's the second half of your tease then? So, and this will pivot to a game that you wanted to talk about. I'll take Casey uh, to snap their two game skid uh, to win at Philly. Um, really nothing like crazy going into my explanation on it. It just, I don't think Philly is as bad as they showed on Monday night, but they look pretty damn bad. Philly's offensive line is in shambles. Offensive. In shambles already. They're three weeks in. Yep. Like this is a stout offensive line when healthy, never healthy. Right. So that's a problem. They're, they're, they're screwed. On the bright, on the bright side for them, they're going up against one of the worst defenses uh, in the league in uh, Kansas city. I just don't know if they're going to be able to take advantage of it. You think they'll run the ball over under three runs for them this week? (laughs) For those of you who can't see what's happening right now is Greg has his head in his hands and he's shaking it back and forth. Like that that's offensive. Again, offense of three rushes. And then his explanation afterwards was that he considers RPOs rushes, even if they don't rush the ball. Like, dude, that's not correct. Yeah. It's not correct. Like you're, you're, it's coming off very urban Meyer esque, right? (laughs) Where it's like, Hey dude, like take the running back. That's proven that he can run for yards in the league. Because uh, he's right there for you. Like, did you see James Robinson last night? He was scampering all over the place. He was indeed. But I'll tell you what, Miles Sanders on the bright side averaged like 13 and a half yards a carry on Dude, his, his two first, carries. His first run halfway through the second quarter was for 24 yards. Yeah. So, uh, so his first, why go back to it? His first run, also known as number one. And then his second run, also known as his last run. <laughs> it's absurd. Yep. And it, like, it's just absurd. So I don't know what's going on with Andy Reid, if he's been healthy or whatever. I didn't even look into it. I don't need to look into it. There's no number crunching or anything like that. Like you're just trotting those two teams out. And I expect, I expect the Eagles get worked. I don't yeah. want to lay the full points. I think you might be uh, talking something different, but you know, just picking a winner there. I take Casey. Yeah, I'll I'll lay the points with the Kansas City this week. I just look at what Dak Prescott did to him last week, and I don't think there's any reason Patrick Mahomes won't be able to do that. I'm very interested. You know who has his his, his eighth of nine lives in the NFL? Did you hear this? You know who the <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs added this week? Oh, Smokey McPot? <laughs> I don't know if that's his official nickname. Uh, but one Josh Gordon now on the roster over there. Yeah, I'm aggressively disinterested about that. I mean, I can't be disinterested because you know the potential that the guy has. I mean, you give that to Patrick potentially will play a game before getting fined or well, he could play this game and get like 150 yards receiving before he misses another one. Also, 
Um, this is this is a matchup of uh, of of the Kelsey brothers, right? Yeah, yeah, the one healthy lineman for the Eagles against the, the tight end, who's a you know world beater. Yeah, so I think that should be interesting. I think there's just a little added juice uh, for you know at least on the Kansas City offense. If you don't think he's going to want to put up some numbers, uh, I think he'll he'll have a field day this week. Yeah. And uh, and I I mean, look, I I know this is as square as square plays get. It, it is, dude. It's a great spot. But it's a yeah. fantastic. We're, we're going to talk about Seattle later, right? Like, has Mahomes ever lost three games in a row? I, I don't. I, well, he was undefeated in the month of September before those last two losses. So, um, you know, I, there's a first time for everything here. But um, you, you, you get uh, t- it like it's not so different than it was the beginning of the year. They've been in these games. They just lost close games. Exactly. Right? And, and obviously the level of competition is a lot better. Cleveland chargers. You right. know, I did not think the chargers were going to be, but they are. I, I expected Cleveland. I was very high on Cleveland. Um, I did not think the chargers are there yet. I still don't think the chargers are there yet. Uh, if there's any lines out there, I'd still like to grab, um, the chiefs to, to take the division here, but like they're, they're good. They're going to handle them. They're wide awake going into Philly, right? They're they right. can't afford to lose another dude. One and three. They can't go one and three. This, this has the feeling of what I call a get right game written all over it. And I think the chiefs are going to get right in a big way here. I, all I'll say is I was all over New Orleans against Philly last year when Jalen Hurts was quarterbacking. Yeah. And I freaking loaded up against them. How'd that work out? And for no good reason, Philly won. Yeah. They weren't the better team. They won the game. Right. Yeah. So like, but you know, I, I think that might've been a Taysom Hill game or, or something, but uh, this is Pat Mahomes. Take care of business. Put us out of our misery. <laughs> we should be looking at draft picks. Carson Wentz, play your seventy-five percent of the snaps. I've already, I've already uh, succumbed to the fact that, uh, you know, pick forty-five is fine because dude's not playing seventy-five percent of the snaps. So I'll take the forty-five fifth pick to get that salary cap off of our, off of our plate. Well, I think that'll happen. Uh, let's go. Speaking of misery, let's talk about the New York Jets here. <laughs> the yes. Jets. The Jets are averaging 6.7 points per game this season. That's less than a touchdown a game through three games, for those of you keeping count at home. Last week, they got shut out against the Denver Broncos. In Denver, home opener at mile high. You know, real rough spot for them. Uh, They look miserable. And I'll take them this week. Uh, Full disclosure, I've already got them plus seven. The line is down to six. Let me tell you why. I think the Jets are a live dog this week at home against the Tennessee Titans. First of all, I think Tennessee's really overrated at this point. Uh, I was on Tennessee last week, and you look at it, and they covered, I have no idea how, because they turned the ball over twice in the red zone. Uh, Ryan Tannehill had two interceptions. They had the fumble going in. Uh, They lost Julio Jones in the middle of this one. A.J. Brown already out. Um, You throw in the fact that you know, they, they just had no business winning this one. The Colts um, were just terrible. You mentioned your quarterback, Carson Wentz there, 
and he was playing on uh, two bad ankles. Last time I checked, how many ankles do most people have? Two, right? Mm-hmm. So he had two, two bad ankles. Um, so both of his ankles were bad and it showed he was lumbering there in the backfield. He wasn't able to make a play. They couldn't get the offense going. And ultimately Tennessee was able to cover. Now look, Derrick Henry still had over a hundred yards rushing in that game. I think this week the jets are going to load the box. Um, and I don't know if Ryan Tannehill and his young receivers can, um, can make the plays that they're going to need to go and, and win by more than a touchdown here. Um, Tennessee right now is, I believe it was, they're in the bottom third, maybe 24 or 25 in points per game allowed on defense. And look at the defenses that the Jets have gone against so far. Denver, who's one of the tops in the league, uh, Carolina week one, and then New England um, and in uh, week two. So I I think when you look back at this here and and how much uh, and the strength of schedule that the Jets have played so far, and the fact that Tennessee is coming in banged up, that they don't have their two best wideouts, they're not equipped to take advantage of the Jets where they're weakest, which is in that secondary. No Marcus May for this one for the Jets. He's out for three to four weeks with a sprained ankle. But I think they'll be able to keep it close enough. And the defense has been stout despite all of the turnovers, despite the ineptitude on offense, the three and outs. They have managed to keep these Jets in the game for the majority of the games that they've been playing. Um, and I think that one, the, the Titans will be too one dimensional this week. Uh, and I think that Corey Davis will have a big day going against his former team because they don't have a shutdown corner to stop him. I think he can get a touchdown or two. So uh, I think the Jets are a live dog at home this week. I, I like it a lot more at seven than I do at six. But, but I'm going to go out on the limb. I would not be surprised if the Jets pull off the upset at home this week. Well, outright. Outright. Um, I, I just want to ask a question because I think everything in the handicap leads to this. Why not the under? Um, because I could see, so on the Jets side, I could see some big plays against this Tennessee defense. Uh, and the Jets secondary is too young that I don't, trust them you know enough that they could get they could give up a play um here or there that 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 pushes us over the under was really low i think it's is it 40 what do we say it was 44 and a half but okay. it hasn't really moved all that much since the confirmation that like julio has been out right um which is which is fine i just you know i think that's I think that's interesting um, i think this is so i i think the secondary first of all it, it wouldn't shock me if if Derrick Henry rushes for 140 yards in this one, right? Like, which should, which should chew up the clock. You would think so, unless he's doing chunk runs, which I, you know, I, I, I don't, I can't see this. This reminds me of a game plan where you're going to do jumbo packages and you're going to hit a play action pass that over the top. That's going to get you a right. touchdown. Um, and I just don't trust Tennessee's defense. They can't put pressure on the quarterback. They couldn't do it last year. They still can't do it this year. Um, and I think the one thing that has been um, Zach Wilson's downfall here is he holds on to the ball too long. He is he's mobile enough where he's kept plays alive, but he needs to get rid of the ball. Uh, and he's been holding on. He lead, They lead the league in sacks allowed, the Jets. He's been sacked 15 times already. Um, but I would say that 
at least five of those are on him just for holding the ball too long. So not as glare and throwing the fact that they played defensive fences that have very good pass rushes. I think that whole combination has led the jets to look worse than they are. I, I actually think they will put up some points this week. Um, I know they're going to be, they're with- playing Tennessee's defense. So, right. you, you know, my theory about that, if they score their standard 6.7 points, just pack it in because <laughs> yeah, the season's I mean, over, the season's over anyway, but uh, seriously, like they, they should be putting up 17, which is like, you know, what triple, their typical total, right. but like all, all, and the only other comment that I'll make those defenses that you've mentioned are top defenses because they're playing the likes of the jets partially and, and partially. the Jags and, yeah. and, and everything like that. So I yeah. like Carolina, for example, JC Horn being out, I'm like, you're going to see a tick down bad, bad competition. And with that, you know, injury, especially for this week, you're definitely going to see a tick down, um, it's not going to be a play, but I would only look Cowboys on that one because I think they're going to be out of sorts. Yeah, I, I think that game is going to be really interesting. And yes, you're right, though. Denver has played the Giants, Jacksonville and the Jets. Uh, Car- Carolina has played uh, New Orleans, uh, the Jets and then uh, Houston Texans team with Davis New- Mills as quarterback. New Orleans with the coaches out as right. well. So right. like... That that's the only I like I like their team. I like their coaching. I I just of course they're gonna look great and be three and oh like right. No, I, I listen, I I get it, but you can't play you can only play who's on your schedule. Um and I look at it in Tennessee, you know, Tennessee played bad teams too, though, when you look at this, right? Yeah, like well, the Indeed a 16. Yeah, but Indy's terrible. Indy's terrible, and they had a banged up quarterback who couldn't move back there. Um, a banged up quarterback that can't move is three times as good as Zach Wilson. Oh, I disagree with you. Think that Carson Wentz right now is three times better than Zach Wilson? I think Zach Wilson is the worst quarterback in the league. And even though Carson Wentz might be the twenty eighth, it's only because you don't watch the games. Quarterback in the league. I no, it's it's the the. The dude, like, dude holds on to the ball, dude throws interceptions. Like, he's like the worst rated. He's statistically terrible. I think, I why think do I have this to watch week... anything? Why, why would I watch it? Why would I watch the Jets, dude? Be, oh, I have, listen, I'm not going to try and convince you to watch the Jets. I'm just telling you. <laughs> unless, I'm, you know, unless I'm doing news for picks 11. Or you got, you, you got to have some, you got to have a couple shekels on the Jets in order to watch them. That's the only, or against them. Either way. You're, you're going to lay the shekels on the, the Jets for this week. Listen, and, this and week, I've, I've been very much against the Jets this whole season. So I'm, I'm, I'm on them this week, right? We're off the rails here. We're I know. way too long on the Jets for plus six. So let's move on to the next one here. Who do you want to talk? Talk about Greg. Let's talk about. Oh, I mentioned the Seattle Seahawks. Tennessee beat them this season. So uh, Russell Wilson is trying to avoid his first three-game losing streak in his ten-year NFL career. Mm-hmm. They're playing San Francisco in San Francisco, three-point road dogs, and you think it's back to dangerous. You say let Russ cook this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what sucks, man? Is that since we have been talking within about fifty minutes here? Yeah, my line went down two and a half. Oof, that's no good. No, that's why you got to strike while the iron's hot, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, 
like Russ Wilson, right? I mean, Russ, they, Russ. Is that it's two and a half on for it? It is two and a half now on mine. Man, these lines. Yeah, it's not cool. Um, <laughs> it's not cool at all. I, I, I mean, I'm seeing my lay 125, which is just devastating. Um, <laughs> I think it was minus 115 before, so it's really just 10, 10 point different. Um, but yeah, the, like that was a back and forth just. Again, like you talk about a devastating loss, going back and forth, take a lot of energy out of you. I thought that Niners-Packers game was just a slog, man. Um, And I don't think, and not that the um, Seahawks are world beaters, but they're not as bad. They're what, one and two? One and two. They're not as bad as one and two. I, you know, I kind of like this a little bit more like pick them. Um, so if I'm getting three points and I'm going to take three points against the Niners, I'm thoroughly unimpressed with the Niners, specifically a quarterback. Like I'm not into Jimmy G. You and I disagreed with this before we got on air. Like he's not the guy. He's a guy that's just going to be eh, okay. And it'll get them potentially to the playoffs and then they'll lose. Uh, and that's about that. So like, I want to see the new guy because I want to see, well, I want to know, right. I want to see Lance and I just want to know if he's going to be the guy or not. You've seen him. He's played like four plays this yeah, year. He's good. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's he has two touchdowns, two or three touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm obviously not impressed. Like that's totally hyperbolic, right? Yes. Um, but, touchdown and, vulture. How many yeah. people drafted Trey Lance as a touchdown vulture for Jimmy G this year? Yeah. It's, <laughs> but it, I, how about that, man? I love that play. Three seconds left in the first half, go into the locker room. And basically you're just saying, fuck it. We're going to, I'm sorry. I just dropped a hard F. We're going <laughs> to go in with a goose egg on the board or we're scoring a touchdown and we're going to bring the rookie in and we're going to score. I love that. I, I just, especially I, when, especially when it helps you hit the over, especially when I, I had the over full disclosure. That's why I loved it. But I, I just like, I like that type of action, man. I like, I like when they're going for blood and not being like, man, eh, well, we'll kick the field goal. And I'm like, no, you're not you're like, nobody's going to get juiced off of a field goal. Like they're going to be pissed. Yeah. So it's uh, Seattle's looked pretty good. They blew that game against Tennessee. They totally blew that. They let him. They didn't look great last week against Minnesota. No, they looked terrible. Okay. They looked absolutely terrible. It's a new week. Right, like, <laughs> but you just said they Seattle looked pretty good. I like I I like Minnesota way better than I like Tennessee. Okay, but you're playing. But how about San Francisco? Do you like Minnesota way better than you like San Francisco? Because that's yes. who they're playing. Yes, I do. Yes, you yes, do. Yes, I do. Wow, you yes, like I that, do. Kirk Cousins? I do. I wow. like that. He's playing damn. Oh no, he is. He's playing great. They should be two and one. No, because I like. They're just a more complete team, right? And and like again, their result and their record doesn't. I decided not to have it as the other end of my tees. I like I like the Vikings. I'm not going to give it out here, but I take the Vikings plus the two. 
I'd slap them in a tease. Right. So I have, you know, like eight and a half. Um, right. But I think they're, I think that that game with Cleveland is like one of the games I'm most interested to see because I, I like Minnesota and Cleveland, I think is, you know, one of the top three, four in the AFC. Yeah. That's, that's one of my most interesting games to, to watch, even though like a hey, two's two's not enough. So I'll have to tease it up, but um, so yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not discouraged by Seattle going in Atlanta done in Minnesota. Listen, I agree with you that it is a tough spot for San Francisco in this one. And you got to play the spot um, in this case. Cause yes, that was um, a back and forth game in San Francisco against green Bay. I think it took a lot out of them. I, you know, I just am so concerned about what I've seen from Seattle's defense or lack thereof so far this year. Um, yeah, they're not good. No, they're you see. And I think it's funny because there's a lot of parallels between them and the Kansas city chiefs, right? Their offense can score and score in bunches, but on the defensive side of the ball, can they stop anybody? Um, and I think that's going to be the concern here in this one. If I was playing this game, either way, I guess I would take the points. Um, but I'm, I'm staying away from it until I can see Seattle can get at least one stop. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do some thinking here because I don't know if I want to lay minus 125. But yeah. we talked about it before we went live, and the change happened real, right? So this is got, got to make a business decision, right? That's what they they call it there. I got to make a business decision here to see if uh, you know I shouldn't be afraid by an extra ten dollars. All right, I got one more for us before we take off here this week. The Miami Dolphins are hosting the Indianapolis Colts. We mentioned the trouble for Carson Wentz and those bad ankles. I think he's in for it this week against this Dolphins defense as they return home. First of all, um, the Dolphins blitz, I think, more than any other team in the league. And I think that is a bad uh, equation for a quarterback who is used to being able to run that can't. Um, and I don't know if you watched that game, but he, he still took some hits against Tennessee there. And I don't think he's going to be hundred percent this week as well. Throw in the fact that they, despite their reputation on the offensive line, they have had some serious offensive line troubles over there, um, in Indianapolis to start the year. And I think with Miami coming home, I think this one is going to be very low scoring. And I think that the dolphins end up getting the edge at home. So this one right now is 42 and a half, Greg. I love going the under on this with the Dolphins minus two. Let's call this a parlay. I just talked myself into it right now. Okay, problem with that. I'm going to parlay the Dolphins minus two and the under 42 and a half. I'm going to put it in in like five seconds here because I don't want that 42 and a half to go to 42. Yeah. No, uh, that's smart. Because uh, that's a key one. Can I can I uh, just bring up one thing? Because you might have forgotten the Monday night game. You were telling me you liked. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And you know uh, what? Perfect. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> uh, so the Dolphins last week played uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. And that was an interesting game. Because uh, first of all, I had that one at both three and three and a half hubris. Uh, and the three and a half at a parlay, but it was, it, it was, it took a f- two fourth down conversions, I believe on the final drive, uh, by Jacoby Brissett to force overtime in that one. 
and all of the air went out of my sails <laughs> uh, as that one happened. So I ended up with a push and a loss on there. But look, I, I like what the Raiders are doing. I was actually impressed with Miami's defense um, in that one. And, you know, I, I knew it was an upgrade. I, Jacoby Brissett was either an upgrade or a flat from Tua based on what he did. I just thought that um, the Raiders had enough to overcome that. Now, this week, the Monday night game is they're they're taking on the Chargers in L.A. And I think that this one is... Just home game for the Raiders home game, right? Home game for the Raiders because there are no chargers fans in LA uh, and the chargers are coming off their win of the season. Uh, and despite the win, man, why they mismanaged it. They still so mismanaged the end of the game. And I look at this and I'm like, is this just part of being with the chargers organization? Because they go for the touchdown and give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes and then miss the extra point. They had an opportunity to ice that game and kick a field goal with no time left on the clock. Yep. And instead, they throw the ball. They get the touchdown. Chiefs get the ball back. Um, touchdown and, wins. Yeah, and a touchdown wins. So you with, up, with an extra point, of course. Right. Well, we can't assume the extra point. Clearly, I, I guess. So anyway, the Chargers have had some had some tough luck, but I feel like for the last five seasons, maybe 10 seasons. We've talked about the tough luck for the chargers, right? Whether it's a botched snap on a field goal, poor time clock, poor clock management at the end of the game in against the Cowboys. It was a, an illegal shift penalty. They had another touchdown taken away for an illegal shift in this game against the chiefs. They just make too many mistakes. Um, and I think that when you're a three point home favorite coming off the biggest win of your career, uh, if you're Justin Herbert in this one, and I still think nobody's giving the Raiders respect. And so um, they're going on the road, but it's not really a road game. I'll take I'll take the points with the yeah. Raiders on the road Monday night. I like it. So I do this. Do think this one is going to be high scoring. Uh, 51 and a half in the is is the over. I wouldn't be surprised if it pushes the over on that. I'm not giving you two parlays, though. Yeah, no, that would be silly. <laughs> Um, so I think that wraps it up for us. Anything else you want to add, Greg? No, sir. Okay. Don't forget the wing foot lock of the week is on Instagram. Chris Portente off to a perfect three and O start and a little tease here. It's a total. We're doing our first total of the year on the wing foot lock of the year. Let's make and that four and O baby. Let's go check out Saturday morning for his, uh, words of wisdom, which will soon be coming on Wednesdays moving forward. Uh, and I think that wraps it up. So let me do one recap for you before we head out here. Uh, I like Kansas city minus the seven. Greg is going to take that as the first half of his tease. He's going to pair it with, uh, Detroit plus nine on that one. I'm taking Detroit plus nine as well. In the first half of my tease, I'm going to pair it with the Arizona Cardinals plus 10 and a half. Greg also likes the saints minus seven. And taking Seattle, maybe plus three if he can find it out there again. We're going to take it plus three. We're certainly not taking it two and a half. There we go. I'm rolling with the New York Jets, baby. They're going to get on the board this week, but uh, take them plus the points. I think that line's going to go back up to seven if you want to wait and get it. It fell down to six. I got it at a touchdown right now. Uh, I'll go with the Miami Dolphins laying the two at home. We're going to parlay that with the under against the Colts. On Monday night, I like the Las Vegas Raiders plus three. Did I miss anything, Greg Hoyle? Mm, getting, getting 
two and staying above 500. Good times. There you go. There you go. Staying above above 500. We got it. You got to hit 53% though to be profitable in this world. Well, now that the tax man should have access to your uh, <laughs> your winnings to, there to, to your bets, I don't even know what that new percentage is. It used to be fifty two point four. Yeah, but you can write off the losses, so at least there's that. There you go. Won't yeah, have too many to write off at the end of this that, season, though. That's why you just got to slink right into the the craps and the blackjack table and slink out. Say hi to my friend Paul. Un- undisclosed. Say, hi to, say to our, our say hi to our friend Paul if you're at the Borgata next time. Oh, yeah. Electric <laughs> City Paul. Oh, it was fantastic. And our boy Tom's still trying to buy his girl a cafe. And I love it. But if you're going to hit the uh, fire bet uh, on the craps table, it's all good by me. So I can't wait to get a latte from her place. Anything else? Uh, I see. No. All right. We're good. Let's go out on that. Buying my baby a cafe this week. Remember, everybody, it's not whether you win or lose. It's whether or not you cover the spread. For Greg Hoyle, Chris Portente, I'm Joe Masiri. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Wingfoot Locks. We'll talk to you next week. Next week.